Let us turn to the text. 위에서부터의 권위라는 주제로 제가 말씀을 전하고자 합니다. Let's read this out loud together. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has spoken, sent, speaks the words of God. For God gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. 이제 한국어를 함께 읽겠습니다. 위로부터 오시는 이는 만물 위에 계시고 땅에서 난 이는 땅에 속하여 땅에 속한 것을 말하느니라. 하늘로부터 오시는 이는 만물 위에 계시나니 그가 친히 보고 들은 것을 증언하되 그의 증언을 받는 자가 없도다. 그의 증언을 받는 자는 하나님이 참되시다는 것을 인천느니라. 하나님이 보내신 이는 하나님의 말씀을 하나니 이는 하나님이 성령을 한량없이 주심이니라. 아버지께서 아들을 사랑하사 만물을 다 그의 손에 주셨으니 아들을 믿는 자에게는 영생이 있고 아들에게 순종하지 아니하는 자는 영생을 보지 못하고 도리어 하나님의 진노가 그 위에 머물러 있느니라. 아멘. Last week I began my message by quoting a statement by the great reformer John Calvin from his classic book The Institutes of the Christian Religion. In the very first chapter, in the very first statement, he says, True and sound wisdom is in two parts. Knowledge of God and knowledge of self. 참되고 건전한 지혜는 두 부분이 돼 하나님을 알고 자신을 아는 것이다. 이렇게 존 칼빈 선생님은 지혜를 참되고 건전한 지혜를 정의해 주셨습니다. I think this says just about everything. John Calvin, for him, his understanding of the whole of theology, whole of the Bible, is simply to know God and to Know yourself. In light of the knowledge of God, knowledge of self, we relate to others. We relate to everything that's happening around us. I think that this is a very good philosophy of life. And it is very interesting in the Institutes, uh, John Kelvin begins not with the knowledge of God. You would think that you would begin with the knowledge of God. In any theology, we should begin with the knowledge of God, but he starts with the knowledge of self. But it doesn't take long before he, he relates that to the knowledge of God, because he's saying, in order to truly know yourself, you have to know yourself in the light of God. I need to know him, but it is me knowing, so I have to start with myself, but I don't even know who I am, and I don't even know what a miserable condition I am in, Unless the light of the Lord shines that upon me and shows that and exposes that and reveals that about me. So here, I think it is very important that we need to understand that in life, where we are, our position in life, our situation in life, where do I see myself in the light of where God is? 
That says everything. That will dictate everything that we do. It's a sense of orientation when you're driving. You're at the steering wheel. You, I, myself, me. I'm the one who's driving. Okay? But I have to have a, some kind of bearing as to where I am, what this is about. And if I am aware of God and His presence and His nature, who He is, then I'm going to have a better bearing as to how to drive. God is like the GPS system, let's put it that way. And when I click that on, and I am the one who's driving my car, I can orient myself based upon the whole mapping, and then I can know where I can go. So, beginning with last week's message in John chapter 3, verses 22 to 30, and today I am speaking from verses 31 to 36, I've entitled this message as a sort of like a small series, two-part series. And last week I titled the message, Humility from Below. Looking at it from our perspective of things, looking above unto the Lord. Humility from below. And that's the real bottom line. Because we have to submit to God's will. We have to be faithful in the given things that God has given us. We can only see things from the perspective of glory of the Lord. And that requires that we deny ourselves before the Lord. Let's, like John the Baptist said, he must become greater and I must become less. Remember that teaching last week? How basically, in the light of who God is, how can we boast? How can we elevate ourselves? How can we presume that we are at this level when we are way down at this level? We can't help but to be humble. And that's why C.S. Lewis defined humility very well. He didn't define humility in terms of some kind of uh, an, an attitude or some kind of uh, disposition, this or that. He said humility is simply self-unconsciousness. Or I think another way he might have put it is God-consciousness. If you're conscious of God, if you know who He is, you will become humble. Those people who are arrogant and sometimes even ministers, they tend to get arrogant, prideful, haughty. That's because we've lost connection with the head. we lost connection with the almighty God, who He is. Because if we're aware of Him, then we can't help but to humble ourselves. But today I'm going to speak a little bit differently from a different angle, and that is from the perspective of the above. So I've titled the message for today, Authority from Above. And here I will be talking about Jesus Christ as the true authority that is demonstrated from above and especially manifested in His incarnation. But along with that, I want us to see Jesus and begin to identify with Jesus so that He will teach us how to operate as individuals who will receive authority from above. So Jesus is not only our God and Savior and our Lord that we look up to, He is also our example and our model that we must imitate. Do you understand what I'm saying? In today's outline, I want you to uh, consider the basic principles that I will be stating, but don't just say, that's Jesus. Next question that you must ask is, how does that relate to me? 
how can I be like Jesus? If he operated this way, then could I also, in union with Christ, operate similarly? Amen. Amen. So let us take the text that is given for us and systematically try to see how Jesus operated. First of all, he operated with a sense of divine perspective. 하나님의 관점으로 예수님은 모든 것을 보고 실행을 했습니다. Let us read verse 31 together out loudly. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. But the one who comes from heaven is above all. 위로부터 오시는 이는 만물 위에 계시고 땅에서 난 이는 땅에 속하여 땅에 속한 것을 말하느니라. 하늘로부터 오시는 이는 만물 위에서 계시나니. 2000 years ago Jesus came to earth and he spoke in such a way and he, he lived his life in such a way that people started wondering where did he get such wisdom? Where did he receive such grace? Where is this power coming from? And they began to ask the question, this is no ordinary man, not the man of the earth. Even John the Baptist was able to differentiate that what he is operating is at the ground level, but what Jesus is demonstrating is from somewhere else, from above, from heaven, from God's perspective. And in the New Testament, remember, John the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophets, Jesus said. In the New Testament, because we see Jesus as our example and our role model, we can learn from him exactly how we are to operate. 여러분, 어떻게 사시겠습니까? 땅에 속하여, 땅의 관점에서, 땅에 속한 것들만 말하고, 땅에 속한 식으로만 살겠습니까? 아니면 하늘 관점, 하늘 나라, 하나님의 관점에서 보시고, 하늘 나라 관점에 말을 하시고, 하늘 나라 관점에서 행하시겠습니까? If we are to imitate Jesus Christ, then we must see things from God's perspective of things. It's a matter of choice. It's a matter of switch. I, it happens all the time in my life on a daily living basis. Wow. I saw it in earthly perspective. Oh, I, again, I saw it from just a, a plain reality perspective. Instead of seeing from God's perspective, I completely got de detached from God and His presence, and I just started worrying and getting anxious about it because I don't have enough money. That's the earthly perspective. My bank account is draining. That's the earthly perspective. That's the real perspective. But what's the perspective of God? Who's going to provide more financial supplies? Who's going to provide more uh, strength for my physical body that is getting depreciated? We must see things from God's perspective. Just today on the way to church, S and I, we were talking about how it's so difficult for the younger generation, for our kids' generation in this society, which is relativistic, humanistic, and atheistic. Wow, they have it so tough, so much more tougher than us when we were growing up. And if we just look at it from the earthly perspective, it's hopeless. It's quite despairing. 
But we have to lift our eyes and see things from God's perspective. And the light started sparking once again. Hope was sparked in our souls once again. 하나님의 관점을 보는 거 이게 참 중요합니다. 위에서 하나님이 내려다 보시고 하나님이 모든 것을 주관하시고 하는 그 관점이 무엇인가? That can save you. That can just turn things around. That can turn everything from your state of pessimism, negativism, to positive hope in life. Okay, let's move on. Another way that Jesus operated was always by divine revelation. He never, never separated himself from the source of his knowledge, that is, his heavenly Father. And this is what is spoken of in verses 32 to 33. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. Are you familiar with the concept of revelation? 계시라는 그 개념에 대해서 여러분 좀 아시고 계세요? What, what is 계시? What is revelation? Why do we need revelation? Because when we're relating to God, we want to see things from His perspective. He has to communicate that to us somehow. He has to relay that message or understanding to us. And it's not obvious sometimes, just, you know, seeing the nature, seeing the creation all around us, we receive many, many type of messages. This is what is known as general revelation. 일반 계시라고 하나님께서 풍부하게 온 세상에 자신이 창조하시고 모든 것을 공급해 주시고 채워주실 때 말씀해 주시는 것이 있어요. 그렇지만 특별히 계시, special revelation. We could only find in the scripture and only by the Holy Spirit who will speak to us in a direct way. That's hidden unless he reveals it to us. 그래서 revelation이라는 거, revealing what is hidden, uncovering something that is buried within, something that is stored in heaven, brought down to us, and the message is relayed to us. We must live by divine revelation. See, Jesus, he testified to what he has seen and heard. You know, this is the code language of the prophets in the days of old. 옛 선지자들을 보시면 옛 선지자들에게 어떻게 주님께서 말씀해 주시냐. 이들이 무엇인가 보고, 듣고, 무엇인가 느끼고, 알고. 그래서 하나님이 이렇게 말씀하셨다. 이런 확신이 생기는 거예요. That kind of certainty that the prophets in the days of old had, they did it because somehow God was able to give them the messages that they could relate to. Human beings, we have to see things. I'm a very visual person, so when God speaks to me, He has to speak to me in, in some kind of imagery. And for me, when I see an image, I can understand right away. One picture is worth a thousand words, and that's so true. It's like seeing a painting. He shows me. Occasionally, he might show me in terms of episodes, a picture here, a picture there, a picture. I'm not saying I have an open vision. That's not what I'm saying. But in my mind, I get the sense that he's speaking to me through my primary language called picture and imagery. For some people, it's, it's words, linguistic. 
You feel like the Lord is whispering into your heart. Like series of words, concepts. Some people, they just know intuitively. They just pick things up intuitively. Ah, this is God's heart. This is God's mind. Intuitively. Whatever way it may be, one thing for sure, God has to communicate that to us. If not, I'm left in the dark. I'm groping in the dark. I have no way of knowing where to go, what to do, how to make the decision. God has to show me by revelation. And this is what either John the Baptist or Apostle John, the author of the gospel in this section is saying. We don't know sometimes. Is it Jesus speaking these words? Or John commenting on what Jesus spoke? And in this case, is it Jesus speaking these words? Or John the Baptist commenting on this? Or John the author commenting on what Jesus said? 그가 친히 보고 들은 것을 증언하되 그의 증언을 받는 자가 없도다. 그의 증언을 받는 자는 하나님이 참되시다는 것을 인천느니라. By the way, one more thing that I want to say about the nature of God's revelation is always related to truth. You know, in this world, there are people who are open to the supernatural realm, so they say that they're getting downloads from certain spirits. In Korea, we have like shamans, 무당들은 다운로드를 받잖아요. 귀신들에게서 다운로드 받잖아요. They hear something. They receive some inner messages. Okay? But the difference between what kind of messages the people of the world receive, how the New Agers receive revelation from their sources, and especially shamans receive their messages from the demonic sources, is they have nothing to do with truth. 그냥 정보예요, 정보. 정보를 받는 거예요. 와, 저 사람은 이런 사람이니까. 투시. 아, 정, is it true? We don't know. It may be my mind reading. It may be so that you could have a little edge over another person, a le little leverage over that person because you know something they don't know. It's not important knowing something that others don't know. What is important is knowing what is truth that others don't know. Because if you want to know information today, all you have to do is go to the internet. And you can find all kinds of facts from the internet. Knowing all that, does it really help you? It might make you a little more proud and arrogant, a little more certain of yourself, but it doesn't lead you closer to the truth and salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the revelation, nature of the revelation uh, that the Old Testament prophets spoke of and the New Testament apostles spoke of it had truth element to it. That's what I liked about the biblical prophecy. It had truth element to it. It had ethical, moral. It had personal insight into it. That's important. And Jesus always spoke the truth about the Father. Father's like this. The kingdom is like this. Eternal life is like this. He always spoke truth, and he received that by revelation from the Father. And we can do the same. And that's the way we should operate in our everyday life.
third element that we see, or third principle that we see, is that of divine manifestation. 하나님의 발표하심 또는 발휘하심. In verse 34, it says that for the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the spirit without limit. 하나님 보내시는 이는 하나님의 말씀을 하나니 이는 하나님이 성령을 한량없이 주심이니라. It gets manifest in terms of words spoken. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He came down, he received revelation from the Father, and he manifested it. He spoke those words. And more, he manifested those words in his life. We call that incarnation. And what Jesus is teaching us, obviously from this text, is that we must not only speak his word, speak his mind, we must also live it and demonstrate it in real life action. We must be like Jesus Christ. We must be like the incarnation of Jesus in this life. And it is not enough just to know Jesus historically. It is not enough to just know Jesus as my Savior and Lord. Now, Him by His Spirit dwelling inside of us, He wants us to act it out as though He would act it out in this life. Do you believe that Jesus, after 2,000 years ago incident, after he resurrected and ascended to heaven, he says, my job is done. Whew, I'm out of here. Now the hard work is for the church, my body. They'll take care of that. Do you think so? No, I don't think so. I think Jesus actually wants to, he's eager to live that out. How? In and through us. 우리를 통해서. 우리가 그의 몸이란 말이에요. 우리가 그의 손이란 말이에요. 우리가 그의 발이란 말이죠. 우리가 그분을 위해서 해야 되는 거예요. And he wants to flow in and through us by his Holy Spirit. I think Jesus wants to live that life in and through us. Jesus doesn't want to just be relegated to being seated at the throne and watching and observing. No, him by his Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of us. He's the one who's moving, he's acting, he's the one who's talking. Through whom? Through us. 우리를 통해서. And he demonstrated that clearly. He did exactly that. He received revelation from the Father. He brought the heavenly perspective down to earth by incarnating it, by speaking forth, and by acting upon what that was. You never see Jesus just talking about some kind of secret formula there that we need to have access to and get it downloaded. He talked about living it out in the flesh. Actually, the book that I'm writing right now is all about fleshly embodiment of that kind of spirituality that is God-centered. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I have, you see, that's why when I'm preaching nowadays, when I'm even lecturing in the past week, my body just has to enact that. How can I preach this without enacting that in my body? I'm talking about bodily enactment, vocal enactment, emotional demonstration of it, relational you know, sharing of it. Materially, physically, we must demonstrate that. It can't be in the abstract. 지금까지 너무 기독교 정신이 추상적인 정신이 되어버렸어요. 어떤 데는 교리, 어떤 데는 어떤 전통, 어떤 방식, 원리. 
No, it must become real. It must come down to earth. It must be incarnated. And this is exactly what Jesus did, didn't he? For the one whom God has sent speaks the word of God. He manifests the words of God. He enacts the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. How do you do that? By the spirit of God. That's why we must be filled with the spirit of God who is none other than the spirit of Jesus, who is none other than the spirit of the Father. It is a spirit who connects everything, the source of God's revelation and insight and all his power and grace. He pours it down unto us and we receive that. And then what must we do with it? We must enact upon it. We must flow, be an extension of him. Final element, final principle that I would like to share with you based upon this text. Isn't it amazing? I got it right here from the Word. I'm not making this up. I couldn't come up with a better outline even if I took all of the Bible and tried to create a systematic theology for myself. It's right there in the words of Jesus or the comment of John the Baptist or John the Apostle. We don't know for sure, but it's definitely the way Jesus would have outlined it. So the fourth element, the final element, is that of divine authority. And let's read this out loud together. Verses 35 to 36. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. 아버지께서 아들을 사랑하사 만물을 다 그의 손에 주셨으니 아들을 믿는 자에게는 영생이 있고 아들에게 순종하지 않는 자는 영생을 보지 못하고 도리어 하나님의 진노가 그 위에 머물러 있느니라. We studied, uh, I think for a few weeks, uh, the fact that the people perish and people receive judgment. They come under the curse of God. Not simply because they are sinners. I think according to John, they come under the curse because after Jesus has demonstrated all that is of God and he's revealed himself to the world and that God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son to the world. And after all that, he says, believe me, accept me. And we refuse that. The only thing that remains for people who would harden their hearts to Jesus Christ is judgment. But this Talk is such a talk of great authority and power. But did you know that even we are to embody that so that we become channels of his authority? Didn't Jesus say in the other, other Gospels, didn't Jesus say the key of the kingdom is given unto you so that you can loosen things here and, and bind things here on earth and it will be done in heaven. But sometimes we Christians think ourselves only in the flesh. What, what am I? I'm just, a, I'm just a weakling. I'm just a, a person with not much uh, wisdom, not much strength. I'm just little old me. What can I do? Little old you, but you have the Spirit of God living inside of you. You have the mind of Christ. You are united with Jesus Christ. You belong to the body of Christ. You have all the arsenals of heaven ready for you. And the angels are willing to support you. But what are you and I doing? Well, I, I'm just a little humble, little me. Yes, that's in perspective, you to God. But in terms of 
the world that is waiting for you. We are to be channels of God's authority into the world. Do you not remember how God created Adam and Eve? To take dominion and to rule over the whole earth. So how is that authority being manifested in and through us? Are we the channels of the authority of God? When I'm preaching the word of God, am I, am I trying to just make excuses for Jesus and, and you know, I'm so afraid of how people are thinking? No. This is not my usual personality. I never speak like that to my wife. She would say, why are you talking and shouting and <laughs> applying authority on me? I don't need to do that. But when I'm speaking the word of God and I believe that it is truth, some kind of boldness comes upon me and seizes me. And I speak that. I become channel of that. And people get touched by it. We must not shy away from the term authority. Jesus had the authority. But he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been granted unto me. Therefore, now go. And he gives us the authority. And make disciples of all nations. Amen. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Baptizing them. And I will be with you. My authority will be with you. My spirit will be with you. My word and revelation will be with you. As I was 2,000 years ago for you, I am even closer to you now. What do we have lacking? We got nothing lacking. If you think about the, the resources we have, the arsenals that we have, spiritual gifts that we have, we lack nothing. And simply because we are truly just flesh and bones and just a brain and we could die at any moment you know a car could come rushing down the road and whoosh, I'm flattened on the street part of the cement and concrete you know yes that's true that's reality but the thing is as long as the spirit of God embraces me spirit of God empowers me I could do super Natural things in God. It's not me. It's God that I know. Because I know this God. And I know what he's capable of. If I allow him to use this weak little me. And he will flow through me. I'm not talking about becoming a superman type. I'm not talking about working out and getting buffed. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in your state of weakness. Please do not demean the glory of God or the power of God. Because I'm feeling weak. Oh, God, God, God must not do anything. God must have no power to do anything about this. And we all spiral down into hellish despair. No, we got to spiral way back up, out, and be like a tornado, like a whirlwind that's going to sweep the nations. And in these words, that's why I don't want this to be just the words of Jesus that is related only to Jesus. These are the words that we need to identify and say, you know what? Jesus is showing us the way. That if we operate from his perspective of the divine perspective, divine revelation, divine manifestation, and divine authority, I can enact Christ-likeness here on earth. And that's what he wants me to do as his agent, as his representative, as his body here on earth. 
Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, teach us to know that even though we are to humble ourselves and we are to be as nothing before you, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit and by the virtue of our union with Christ, your Son, that we have everything to do the impossible things, that no power of the enemy can stand in our way as long as, God, you're backing us and you're pushing us through. Teach us how to stand on the Word of God and the authority of God and the revelation that you give us so that that revelation should be manifested in our lives. Help us to know what it is to live our lives with God perspective, God consciousness, and God's presence with us. Teach us to know this so that we can rise above our situations, our point of despair, our in-the-pits type of syndrome. Deliver us from all of this by the power of your grace, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.